Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be. With remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased, we'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. senses and challenge your beliefs a world where science and religion clash or do they you will meet real people and hear real stories but you will not believe you will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds but you will not believe this is the new england ghost project welcome to the And welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsing. With me is my enchanting co-host, all the way from the land of the East Bridgewater. It's the blonde bombshell herself. And Kerrigan. Well, hello. Wow. What an, an illustrious introduction. Woo! Something like that, right? Wow. Well, Gee, thank we, you. We recovered from our last uh, live uh, video broadcast. Which yeah. was... <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. But it was a good one. Number seven. And, and if somebody wants to miss it and they want to see it, how can they do that in? Okay, you just want to uh, hop on the internet and go to www.ebctv.org and uh, you can hop on the video on demand feature and look for Ghost Chronicles and all of our shows up there. So, you know, you got a little time to kill. There you go. Seven shows take up a little bit of time. So yeah. uh, you can get all caught no, up. If you get no life like me, it's perfect. You know. That's I mean? right. Ron watches them all day long, right? Yeah, nothing else to do. <laughs> and they're also, I mean, if, uh, you know, you want your local cable access company to pick up our show, give them a call and say, hey, I want hey. to see Ghost Chronicles Next Generation really? on our local cable. And uh, they can go to My Mass TV and download it from there and play really? it for you. Yes, oh, they that's can. cool. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, you're still working out? Yes, I just came from the gym, actually. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, yep. I have, to, so. I have a funny story is that um, uh, I do the, the uh, cross training machines and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's the whole pile of them. So I have to mix them up to keep, you know keep your body confused. So there's one That's I hadn't, right. been done, hadn't been doing for a while, and so I went back to it uh, on Monday and started doing it and. Um, you know, and next day I was like all sore. Actually, that was Friday. Yeah, it was, you know, because it was muscles I hadn't used really for quite a yeah. while because I hadn't gone in that machine. 
So anyways, uh, Monday, that happened on Friday. On Monday, I went back to the machine, and I, I went on, and I started doing it. Oh, the pain. It was like, oh, my God, it's so hot. So I was like, ooh, got through the first set, 12 reps. It was like, oh, man, that was like excruciating. And so I said, <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm going to be a good trooper, and I'll do it again. So I went through the second set. Another 12. Oh, man. I said, I can't believe how high this is. And then I said, oh, sugar. And I went and looked at the uh, weight. The weight. It was tw- 20 pounds more than I normal. So. You knucklehead. Yeah. Oh, my so God. I, I, of course, I dropped it down to 20 pounds, and it was like uh, uh, a uh, nothing. Knife, knife cutting through butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. not. You always have to look before you do those things, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm right. going to remember that. So anyway, it's yeah. been a great show tonight. And you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on uh, Tochinet, Pararex, uh, Ghost Channel, Zoom Planet, Parana Planet, whatever it is. What? Uh, you can l- listen to it on your smartphone with your TuneIn app. Or you can listen to the podcast on iTunes and uh, also on Tojanet. So, wow, it's everywhere. Good like, Lord, we're it's everywhere. Like, it's you like can't bad, escape us. It's like a bad, bad disease. <laughs> they have drugs for that, you know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Hey, so anyways, and I just want to call everybody's attention yeah. to our profile picture on our Ghost Chronicles page. If you haven't seen it, just hop on over. Right. Let me know what you think of it. <laughs> All right, what'd you do? Nothing. Uh, okay, fine. It's from the Lizzie show last week. I uh, love it. It's awesome. Uh, uh, I, I personally love it. I was anyway. afraid to ask. <laughs> Let anyway, me ask you we, a question. Yep. We have a great guest on our show tonight, and it is someone from uh, Michelle. I see Michelle in the chat room. She speaks the same language as Michelle because Michelle is from Tennessee, and this young lady is from Tech from yeah. Kentucky. So that's you know they speak that same language. That really? Okay. Up. So right. without without further ado, let me introduce to you a ghost hunter and tour guide, and she has her own ghost store, which is kind of cool too. She nice. is Wanda K. Hello, Ron, and hello, Anne. Hi, Wanda. How are you? Great, thanks. Well, that almost sounds like English. I do. <laughs> I'm not as deep down as Tennessee, so my southern drawl might not be as, quite as bad. Yeah, <laughs> okay. you, are, you are not that far down there. Say it again? Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> She's trying I, I, to understand Bostonian. Right, okay. was, we need translators. Fix it from the temperature. Never mind. <laughs> it's going nowhere. Quickly. Oh, my God. So, Wonder, um, you own a, I mean, there's so much I want to talk to you about, but uh, the first thing is is a ghost store. What the heck is a ghost store? Do you sell ghosts? Uh, yeah, I would if I could keep them in the bottle long enough. That doesn't <laughs> seem to happen. <laughs> no, uh, I've got a place that's called Wanda K's Ghost Shop. Um, I started out with a little small shop inside of Bobby Mackey's where I've been working for the last 10 years. And um, when we kind of outgrew that, I was getting too much paranormal stuff. And, of course, Bobby Mackey is known for his music, so we needed to keep his CDs and, and, and his name front and, and center there. Mm-hmm. So last year, last August, I moved up the street about half a mile, got my own shop. It's called the Wanda K's Ghost Shop. Mm-hmm. I do tours for Bobby Mackey's, um, Saddamsville Rectory, the Thompson House, um, Wolf House, several other locations all mixed in there all about 15 minutes away from Bobby's. And inside the shop, when um, 
uh, it seems like most of my business is when people are coming to sign up for their tours because they arrive here at the shop and sign their release forms and pay the balance for their tours, and then I either go myself or send another guide with them, whatever it happens to be that day. Wait a minute. Re- release forms? They have to be signed a release form that they're oh, not going yes. to take, take any ghosts home? Is that the, uh, the way it goes, you walk in, I'm going to hand you a piece of paper, and I'm going to say, please sign the print here. This is in case you fall down, get hurt, pee your pants, become possessed, or have a premature heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not responsible for any of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Want to make sure it's perfectly clear before we go anywhere. <laughs> they, they usually start laughing at that, and then I tell them, "That's okay, laugh all you want, but when you pee your pants, I get the last laugh." That's yeah. right. Yep. We'll give you a diaper. <laughs> yeah. So then when they're inside the shop, um, I've got an you know, assortment you know, of different I'm things. I'm sorry, Wanda, but you, we, when we always did our investigations, we would always ask people, would ask you, you know, what do I need to bring? And we'd always say a uh, change of underwear. That, that's, <laughs> that, that was our line. We always use that. So. That's on I'm top, sorry. I just, top just, 10 for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, go on. I'm sorry. That's okay. I get a, a mixture of people in. Sometimes it's seasoned ghost hunters that have all the equipment and been doing this for years. Sometimes I got some newbies. Those are usually the guys that start out taking the tours first, but they're intrigued mm-hmm. with the equipment they see on TV, like K2 meters and the lasers mm-hmm. and temperature guns and stuff like that. So I carry all that in the shop, and I can rent it to people, or I can sell it if they want to walk Ooh, out the door right, with yeah. it. Yeah, and um, from time to time, I'll do an investigation myself where I'm actually the one that booked it and I'm leading it. People can join me, and then I'll supply the equipment for them to take with them if they need it. Um, some of these places I go, uh, Bobby Mackey's is a, Bobby Mackey's and Saddamsville Rectory are probably the two meanest entities that reside at those locations. Mm-hmm. And so um, sometimes people want protection. So I've got all kinds of protection devices here. Um, sages and things like that, pendulums. Um, I've got one area where I do wild berry incense and burners Mm -hmm. and things like that. All kinds of crystals and crosses and necklaces and angels and Indian Native American stuff. I love I love your shop and I haven't even been there. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know if you had like a, a, one of those machines where they have a, you know, they used to have like the, the uh, gypsy, you would put your quarter in and then oh, the gypsy would no. give you a card. But I, didn't one know, of those I thought maybe in. you had one with a priest in it and it would uh, go out and give you a blessing if you put the quarter in. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to talk to Bishop Long and see if he'll let me use his likeness. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, funny. But oh on the walls God. of the shop, it's it's filled with 8 by 10 photographs of paranormal things that people have caught while touring and investigating. And oh. I have a room in the back where I ask anybody who stops into the shop to tour or investigate if they would mind signing my paranormal wall of fame, shame, <laughs> whatever it may be. <laughs> and uh, they date it, sign their names, and if they want to leave their cards with me, i got a lot of paranormal cards stuffed all over the walls around here, too. That sounds like an excellent place. I would love to visit. Well, you know road trip. Oh, road trip. Yeah, we say that every year. We never go anywhere. What do you mean? We're going to to Ventford Hall? That's right. We're going completely over the other side of Massachusetts. Almost to New York. (laughs) Almost to New York. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. (laughs) (laughs) It will be. It It better be warm. That's all I have to say. Yeah, we, we need that big time. <laughs> it it seems like when it's cold around here, like thirty degrees or lower, we don't get a whole lot of physical activity. Mm-hmm. Look at a few pictures and stuff, but it seems like the physical stuff slows way down the colder. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, ghosties ghosties get cold too. 
Yes, that's okay. true. That's <laughs> intriguing. I, I don't know if that's absolutely true on that. I mean, that's one thought. I think I thought about doing some research on that, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I mean, we've gone into some locations that we've really froze our whatever's. No. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and and we've had some pretty good activity. So I mean, granted, you you'll plenty, find plenty of cold spots, but that's besides mm-hmm. the point. Um, so <laughs> I, I mean. I mean, what you've got going is, is pretty, pretty cool, and, and I, I'm really kind of almost envious, I guess is the word. You sound like you're, you're like a mini Salem, uh, you know, Salem Mass here is like huge. Oh, they have that stuff going on down there. But how did you ever get involved in it I mean, and to bring it to the level that you're at now? It, it's weird. I, I sit and I laugh um, when I look back at all this. My family and my kids call me artsy-fartsy Wanda. I've been into everything. I I started as um, a musician many years ago when I was in my uh, 20s, traveled country, uh, played some holiday inns and CO clubs, um, every little (laughs) dive in the country that you could possibly think of. And uh, when I retired from that, I went to work for Bobby Mackey as his DJ at the time, running karaoke and line dance stuff. Oh, cool. I've also been a bartender for 100 years. Every little float and boat down the river, I've been there. Pass some You're a fun out. person to know. Please? You're a fun person to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it can be. Um, I painted signs and windows, children's walls. I illustrate children's coloring books. Uh, ah. An author of two books myself. Um, one is on called um, I Believe in Paranormal Things, and that's my life history from the paranormal perspective. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't go looking for these things at the age of six. They came looking for me. So Um, most of my life, that was hidden because people would look at me like I had three heads if I told them (laughs) and shared anything that had happened. So only my family and very close friends knew anything about me that way. Um, I'd even been married to my husband close to 30 years now, and he did not have a clue of the paranormal side of me um, until I wrote the book, and he got to read it. And I thought it was kind of funny because he'd sit around and say, I'm not scared of you. And I said, well, I wouldn't expect <laughs> you to be. But yet when I would wake up from a dream and be able to tell him um, where he had been and what he'd been doing, and if I get a emergency call and have to find him, I could jump in the car and just zoom into where he is. So it did freak him out, but wow. whatever, you know, things like that happen. <laughs> so I've always been rounded, and I started singing at Bobby Mackey's. That was one of the first paying gigs I got years ago. Um, Like I said, that was back in the 70s. So I went full circle, and then in 2000, I wound up back at Bobby's again. I knew the place was haunted. I knew the reputation because I grew up here. I I lived about 10 miles from Bobby's anyway, if if that far. Um, I had some experiences that had made me shut down paranormal-wise, and I felt that when I went into Bobby's, I could continue to keep my wall up and just keep everything blocked out. But immediately, within the first week of being there, they were calling my name, whispering out, touching me on my butt, all uh-huh. fun stuff like that. Oh, I, no. Yeah, I kept asking my husband. I, I, he would go with me in the beginning when we first started DJing, and we were, I call it the cage. It's a little room about six by six feet, and all the equipment's in there with uh, plexiglass all around us to keep people from dropping drinks in on us. Yeah. But while I was standing back there, I kept feeling the heat and the pressure of somebody touching my butt, putting their hand on my butt. And I said to my husband, finally, after brushing him away two or three times, I said, are, are you touching my butt? Do you keep touching my butt? And he said, well, what would I want to do that for? <laughs> well, my 
Why yeah, I've been married to you for 23 years. I know that's, what it that's feels right. like. <laughs> so I said, well, I just want to make sure, you know, something's going on here. And then later I found out uh, the waitresses over there have things happen and then uh, being touched in the wrong places. And the ladies' room is fantastic oh, wow. for being grouped top and bottom constantly. Oh, my God. So wow. that's become old news there. And um, then, like I said, I was running a gift shop inside of Bobby Mackey's, and when I outgrew it, I came up the street, and as I did, some of the other locations in this area asked if I would mind representing them. So it kind of came to me. It seems like anything I've tried and worked really, really hard at to try to make a living at, um, it did all right, but it, it was a lot of hard work and never panned out to be what it really should have been. At this point in in my life and at my age, I'm to the point where I don't take anything very serious. And even when I opened the shop here, I said, you know what? It's it's just another adventure for artsy-fartsy. Um, first thing my husband said when we were building the cabinets in here, he says, well, what are we going to do with all this when you close the shop? I said, oh. we haven't even opened it yet, Wayne. Oh. And Whack I said, you know, give, me a, give me a chance here. And he says... Yeah. There's no other shops out here like this. He said, there's a reason for that. I said, well, mm-hmm. I was hoping I was just ahead of the game. He says, no, <laughs> it's because nobody's interested. And um, uh-huh. I'm, I'm finding that not to be true. Right. People in here constantly, and it's bigger than he can can believe. I laughed and took a bunch of pictures last week when I had some people in here shopping. I asked, I said, do you mind if I take some pictures? My husband doesn't believe that people will come in here. <laughs> I just want to validate. So wow. It was kind of cute. So, oh, that's um, funny. He's starting to jump on the bandwagon. He thinks that it, it, it might have some life to it after all. Oh, well, after but that. I'm having a good, good time with it. That's the bottom line. I'm enjoying it. I'm having a blast with the people I'm meeting. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems to be doing okay. That's awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. Now, we have a question in chat. Uh, about, let's see, uh, Stephen Scott would like to know if you have ever noticed a connection between any witnessed activity and the music that's played at Bobby Mackey's. Have you ever noticed so a specific music makes things happen more? Uh, Just when the music is going, it seems like um, my husband and I both used to say it was like the band was possessed. The music (laughs) was just so tight and so awesome, and um, the people, like I said, we were musicians. We played every country, every club in the country, mm-hmm. and um, there wasn't too much that would shock us, but okay. at Bobby Mackey's it does. <laughs> um, people sometimes just do things that they, they would never dream of doing anyplace else, and um, it's, it's like the doors come down, and, and they just, they get silly. It's, it's like they're not themselves. Sometimes I feel like spirits kind of um, take over for a little while when people drink a little too much and they get beyond the tipsy point. Uh-huh. Then, right. then it's not them anymore. It's like these spirits are enjoying the smoking and the drinking vicariously through the other people that are there. Well, that actually would make sense, you know. Right. Your, def- your defenses, your, I believe we all have defenses, whether we believe it or not, consciously or subconsciously. Right. And, and then and when... The- um. Bobby Mackey, there's a the song that he wrote about Johanna, the resident spirit that used to be a dancing girl there. Mm-hmm. Um, we get some awesome pictures with all kinds of mist and orbs. Now, of course, it's still a smoking bar, so you wow. you, you got to keep this in in mind. Right. You know, and it's up to each person to look and debunk what they get. But there have been some awesome looking shots 
um, one of them looks like a man with his arms outspread floating over the top of a couple. And it looks like it's just pure energy coming from his hands that are outstretched, circling this this couple. It has some blues and oranges and reds and really neat stuff. Wow. And then um, I know on one occasion, uh, Bob even mentioned it's felt like he's had arms wrapping around him, like hugging him when he's singing the song. He said maybe mm-hmm. it was the loving arms of Johanna. Then on I the know. other hand, he'll tell you he doesn't believe at all, so <laughs> you, never, you never know what to think about what right. Bobby Mackey says when it comes to the ghost. So, so um, let me ask you this, Wonder. I mean, nowadays it seems like, and I think it's phases we, we go through, it seems like, you know, everybody's into demons. Like, you know, every spirit's a demon. Every, you know, place is haunted by the devil. I mean, do you find that in your travels, or, or is that just, do you think that's just misinterpretation? I think that there's a lot of people out there that, they watch the TV shows that promote that. They all think it has to be angels or, or devils. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get a lot of people scratched, especially Bobby Mackey's. Yeah. Um, and the first thing they always say, oh, is it three marks? That's the sign of the devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, uh, sit here and scratch yourself. You're going to come up with three scratches. Your thumb doesn't count. Your pinky doesn't either. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, you know, maybe there is something demonic in some of these places or around. Uh, I hate to jump to that conclusion because I'm one of these people that feel like there's a large spectrum of all sorts of things that we don't understand mixed in there. So it doesn't it has to fall in those two categories. It could be right. something else. This can even be a, a human spirit that has passed on that just had a really bad disposition. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot, a lot of grumpy ones. Uh, so it's a woman's spirit, you try to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Grumpy George is one little scratch in a heartbeat of Bobby's. Uh, and that's okay. a man. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So, he so says, just my just my opinion. It's probably We've all Georgette. Got one. It's probably Georgette. <laughs> Georgette. Georgette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. see how Thanks you are. Me. Blame it on the woman. Yeah, yeah. He does that all the time. Yeah. yeah. But I, I really, I think that uh, a human spirit would can scratch you just as easy as anything else. Mm-hmm. And right. I know that we've got um, non-human spirits. There, there's some that uh, are telling us that they're, that they're dogs, and people wind up with slobber on the back of their legs or little <laughs> tiny marks at the bottom uh, of their ankles, like little scratches from a dog. Not just like they'll step in anything. That's I guess. <laughs> yeah, we do get ghost, some weird smells poop. from I mean, time to time be. too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's the Domsville Rectory is a crazy one for the dogs. Yeah, I, I want to talk to you about that because that one intrigues me a, a bit. Uh, I, I read a little bit of the backstory, but could you? Uh, let's see what we're doing time wise. I don't want to have to break you up in the middle of this. Uh, where are we? Seven twenty one. Okay. Okay, so we're, we're okay. Um, do you want to start with the backstory on the, on the uh, directory? Well, from from what I know of it, was uh, Miss Terry and um, Tim had purchased the house. Uh, I guess about three years ago, I think. Not exactly, but a few years back, they purchased it because um, they wanted to run a studio in the place, a dance studio, and for the art. And they were going to have the house remodeled, restored back to its authentic look. And it was used as a rectory where the uh, priest had lived in it. That's why it's called Saddamsville Rectory. It was a Catholic church located right next door to it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, when the priest had it, they were found to be molesting 
little children, little oh, boys. Oh, no. Yeah. Hmm. So they were uh, shut down. Um, that will do it. And, yeah. Hmm. So so the, the whole thing, I, the, the Catholic Church lost it. So it went up for auction, and a person bought it, and I don't know the name of the people, but they ran a dog ring. So they had pit bulls kept in the closets and down in the basements of the dogs, and they they were training them to to fight. And so um, a lot of areas are all scratched up and chewed up where they were scratching and and trying to get out of the the areas they were kept in. Mm. So when Miss Terry went in and they began remodeling, Immediately, they they started getting um, people knocked off the ladders, uh, paint cans knocked over, things missing. Um, I I believe that Tim would have angry spells where his uh, mood would change, where they were kind of taking over. And it's got to the point where Terry or Tim, neither one can stay in the house for any length of time. So they. I'm sorry, Wanda. Did Ghost Adventures do this? They did. Ah, They went in, and the haunted collector has also been there. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So on. those I'm are sorry. the two big ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Continue. they found a lot. I believe Zach was scratched while he was at the place. That is one of the reasons. Zach gets scratched by everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, if he you had that every... hair, I'd scratch him. <laughs> he <laughs> Even said if it I reminded wasn't him of uh, Bobby Mackey's, I guess, on account of that, that it it had that demonic flavor to it, as, mm-hmm. as he calls it. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been there on a few hunts myself. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin Caldwell is a good friend, and, and he spends a lot of time over there. It seems to be like one of his most favorite haunts. And we've got photos in the basement that looks like pit bulls laying around. Oh, wow. um, uh-huh. There's a particular priest that is associated with the building that they'll see walking through the hall and going over into the um, the little sitting room. Up on the second floor where the bedrooms are, there's um, a, a troll-like creature that they've seen running around up there. Um, something that's non-human, and, and they've got some pictures that are sketched out where people have drawn and, and shown that. Um, there's another room where they get a lot of shadows that walk through, and the rocker will rock when you're sitting in there. Um, sometimes they hear gunshots and bangs, things like that. But it is in a rough part of town, so you have to be real careful. When you're in there, there's a whole lot of outside noise that you're going to pick up. Oh. And um, people fussing and arguing and... I wouldn't be surprised if you heard a gunshot go off. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, it's um, like the they, some, yeah. they sometimes get yeah. some of these that seem to be paranormal. Um, the house is just awesome. It's uh, like a spiral staircase that goes up. Well, it, it kind of, well, it goes up and it curves around a little bit, but red carpet through the place. I believe I counted uh, five rooms on the first floor, six rooms up on the top, and then a huge area where the attic opens up. Mm-hmm. And um, they tend to get some of the children up in that area there, too, walking mm-hmm. around. So lots of EVPs, um, lots of weird stuff. Wow. Lots That's of weird stuff. Then you've got to keep in mind um, they like to take care of the stray animals in that area, so they leave food out for them. So it's nothing to hear a cat fight out on the porch, too. So you, <laughs> oh, but that's a weird thing. The door, we can lock that door. And come back and it's open uh, but it's a big padlock with the key hmm. so the the owners have called a time or two saying you know somebody forgot to lock the door no it was locked and and uh left the way we found it but something opens that door oh my god the back door to the place all the time uh, that can't be cool in the rough section of town uh-huh. <laughs> and then um 
one of the neatest EVPs that I had caught was up in one of the master bedrooms where one of the priests had stayed. It's still filled with um, all the old photographs, uh, paintings, crucifixes, crosses, Bibles, very um, holy relics all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so when I sat in on the bed, I had my ovulus sex, and I'm asking, um, Who's, whose bedroom is this? Who slept in here? And the reply came back, Jesus. Oh, well, that wow. was kind of interesting for that particular place, mm-hmm. knowing the history. Right. So, wow. Hmm. Can I ask you a question, Wanda? Mm-hmm. When you used the Oblis X, did you use it with the digital readout, or was that just yes. strictly audio? No, I always use the digital readout with it. Okay, so it actually said Jesus on it. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought That's so. That's impressive. I like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and Ghost Girl wants to know, have they tried to have it cleared? I believe that they did when they first went in there. And I mm-hmm. know that when Zach went in, they had um, somebody go up with them that night that they were trying to clean the place. Because um, they'd asked me if I knew anybody local that could do it, but no one, we would have had to bring somebody in from out of state to handle that job. Right. Um, what I'm finding out is, People that go into these different locations and they think they're going to clean them out, it doesn't quite happen as easy as they think. Right. You have to know the name or names of what it is you're trying to rid before you can pull that off. Mm-hmm. And most of these places have numerous entities there, far too many to get, get all the names. So it seems like they get rid of one and something else comes in to replace it. Well, I, I think that's who you try to get cleared because I've been on exorcisms with the Catholic Church and mm-hmm. where they didn't know that the names of where whoever was going to be there, and they did uh, I hate to say clearance but they did exorcisms of mm-hmm. the different plays I mean we actually went on two of them one of them was a, a demonic obsession mm-hmm. where a uh, demonic entity was obsessed with the person and so that was the and then the other one was strictly a possession which was mm-hmm. uh, a little bit hairy so yeah um, I guess it, like so I guess it depends on I think, but I've just been informed that uh, and that they did not switch the brakes back since the uh, video production, so that we um, can put our own brake in with the Beyond Bazaar. So I just want to let you oh. know that. In. Okay. okay. All right. So, anyways, uh, with, as far as you talked about the Jesus EVP, or I mean not the EVP, the Jesus uh, uh, thing, the Obelisk. Of physical, did you get any ever see any uh, physical um, evidence? Myself you... personally, not. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Kevin Caldwell shares a lot of pictures with me. Like I say, he practically lives there, and yeah. he's gotten what looks like light anomalies going through the house and pitch black stuff like this. He is a, a camera expert on the photography and stuff, so he he knows the difference between a light flare and or lens flare and this that and the other. So. He uh, really digs before he releases anything, but he's shown me some pretty neat-looking stuff. We've seen what looks like the, um, um, a light, uh, a streak of light kind of moving, going up the steps, down the main steps there. Um, I was over there last week, and we caught what looks like a, a really, I know a lot of people don't believe in these orbs, um, but this was a very bright light that was putting off its own energy. We shot about 20 more photos in the same spot from every angle we possibly could to try to reproduce this, and it never happened again. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and some of the other people that were there got some neat shots too. Down in the basement, I think the one woman got one where it looks like a lot of uh, gold, glowy stuff all over around the back side of her, which hmm. is kind of cool. It's like something so I, was trying to manifest. I kind of got to ask you a question now. The, the people that own the house, do they live in it? No, they wanted to. That's why they were trying to restore it, but okay. all hell broke out, and no, they. That's why they turned it over to the ghost hunters. Wow. Okay. Mm. So, so you do these tours, and and how long you been doing the tours there? Uh, so, Domsville Rectory, I've just started, and I started going over there last year, but the actual first tour actually went down about two weeks ago. Okay. Oh. Wow. Yeah, so we're just finally getting it out to the open. Oh, um, wow. We, we'd had it. They gave me permission, but the problem was they didn't post it on their web page, and yeah. so nobody knew. We had six months oh. just laying here dormant. Uh-huh. So we're just now getting her off the ground for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we, and, do you, is, can you give us a, an address? Uh, or is it still... No, as far as if if somebody wants to get the tours, how would they sign up? Oh, okay. If you want to take a tour, just go to WandaK.com, W-A-N-D-A-K-A-Y.com. And uh, there's a list that says Haunted Venues, and you can click on there, and you can see the different ones. Um, Each one has a Facebook link that you can click on, and that is where everybody shares all their evidence, whether it be photos, EVPs, um, videos, and affidavits, things like that. Great idea. Absolutely great idea. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the thing. In fact, that's where I found you was on the uh, the uh, Facebook link. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm very lucky because yeah, I'm glad already... I spotted you today. I, I try to get through all the pages every day to check them out, but every now and then one will slide by me. <laughs> they just spot you there. <laughs> so I I I think what we'll do is we're going to take a break now. We we've got a, a segment called Beyond Bizarre, so we'll just can uh, regroup and uh, take a breath and um, then we'll come back and you can give us uh, some more information about some of the other locations that you're uh, giving tours and so forth down there. Sounds good. So anyways, uh, we can play Beyond Bizarre from my uh, very special girl, Paula Ventura. So can we play that now? The Arctic Apparition On October 1, 1931, the cargo steamer Bechimo, returning from its trade journey to the Canadian coastline, became immovably stuck in a block of pack ice off the coast of Alaska. Its crew abandoned the ship and traveled several miles over the ice to seek shelter in nearby Barrow. But they returned several days later when the ship was shaken free from the ice. Alas, just seven days later, it became mired again, and most of its crew were rescued via aircraft. Others stayed behind, resolved to wait out the winter, so devoted were they to the Bechimo. But all traces of the barge were lost following a treacherous November blizzard. The crewmen assumed it had sunk, but after an Inuit trader told them he'd seen it floating some 45 miles from where they camped, they found the ship, unloaded their valuables, and left. Over the next 30 years, there were many sightings and even a couple boardings of the crewless and empty Bechimo. It was seen floating in a 100-mile radius of where it had first been trapped and remained intact despite stormy and frigid weather. In 2006, the Alaskan government opened an investigation into the fate of the ship, which is now presumed to have sunk. A freaky fact from Barla Ventura's Beyond Bazaar, available wherever books are sold.
That's cool. Ah. A lot better, a lot better one than the zombie ants, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, on your iPhone, on the podcast, on iTunes, whatever, wherever we are. I don't know. <laughs> I can't keep up with it. And our special guest today is Wanda Kay. And you still with us, Wanda? I am. Really. So. <laughs> she didn't run away yet. <laughs> no, I'm a brave girl. I, I remember, I run with a ghost. I can hang with you too. That's right. Uh, well, That's not right. too many people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, one question I do have to ask you: You give these tours, and I bet you you get this question: Can they come go home with you? Um, they're not allowed to go home with me. <laughs> um, they, they, they've but tried it a time or two. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I I haven't had any problems in a long time. I tell them that they're welcome to hang out at my shop if they want, but not my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I usually, after the end of a tour, I always tell people whether they believe in any of the paranormal stuff I've told them or not, mm-hmm. please humor me, stomp your feet when we get outside of the door, and say, you stay here. And I tell them, don't say, please. We're not asking. Yay. We're demanding and telling them they are forbidden to go with us. Mm. And uh, stomping your feet in the ground, just a little Indian ritual, shake those spirits off, put them back in the ground. And then anything, any rituals or religious prayers or anything they have that make them feel better, they may want to try that too. On occasion, people will call me after the fact and still feel that uh, they have emotions that are not their own or crazy things going on at the house, like shaking and rattling in their cabinets and guitars playing in the cases and the closets and stuff like that. <laughs> um, that's usually from somebody who was bad and uh, were intimidating these guys. And if I catch you, I'm going to fuss at you really big. I don't allow it, <laughs> but every now and then it'll get by. And when that happens, um, there's not a whole lot I can do. Sometimes right. if you apologize, they'll be okay. Um, sometimes as people bring a a teenager into the building, uh, you know, mm-hmm. 13, 14 years old, it seems that um, they may get something, follow them home, and linger for two or three days. Mm-hmm. I've had these kids call, and I don't want to get in the middle of them and their families um, mm-hmm. or, or talking to the child without the parents knowing. Not a good thing. Right. Um, so what? But if their parent won't listen to them and think that they're just seeing a bunch of stuff, you know, I'll, I'll tell the kid to try to make him feel better that I got one down here. I'll see if I can send him up to bring the other one back. <laughs> what, what, and seri- seriously, what I'm talking about is there's an entity at Bobby Mackey's named Red Masterson. He was a hitman for the Cleveland Four. He was known as the Enforcer. And he tends to help me out down there at the shop every now and then. And oh, once cool. I noticed that, I mean down at the club, I noticed that when he had my back once, and from that point on, whenever something leaves the building and, and they're not there, I'll ask that one if he'll please enforce and go bring them back, that they're scaring the, the child or the person, and can you please make them come back? Seems like it's been working so far. You want to hear something really, really weird? Wow. As you were talking, and we were talking about all this, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, on my screen pops up the League of Angels. Cool, cool. <laughs> and, and that's kind of how I look at now, wow. were, a lot of them down there were bad guys and they were worked for the mob and they killed people and they did things I think the reason I'm able to survive walking through these places that I go is because I tell them I'm not here to judge you 
I don't mm-hmm. care what you did when you was alive. It's none of my business. I'm not. It's not my job to judge. I'm here to walk people through, give them a tour, take them back out. And I try to keep the peace. I try not to let the humans aggravate the spirits, and I try not to let the spirits aggravate the humans. <laughs> so, now, uh, so, so just talking with you now, it seems that you don't go along with all this, uh, you know, baiting the spirits and, and no. uh, antagonize them, right? Right. If you want to talk to them, just talk to them like we're talking now, and they'll come out and interact with that a whole lot faster than they would if you try to aggravate them. <laughs> you, you know, most people that I know of that, that are really, really good EVP people is that they use that exact approach. They're, they're polite mm-hmm. to the spirits, uh, which I find interesting. And, you know, you get so many. And, and I think, you know, some of that's got to do with TV and, and the people that go out there and antagonize them and, and so mm-hmm. forth. So I don't know. So anyways, uh, one thing I did want to ask you about is some of the other places that you give tours at, because you mentioned that you have several in your uh, little repertoire. Mm-hmm. Uh, i got one place that's called the Wolf House. Mm-hmm. Now, the Wolf House is uh, in Taylor Mill, Kentucky. Um, I actually live across the road from this place. Uh, some neighbors <laughs> that went to school with my kids started telling them about the house being haunted, He'd been there for five years, and it finally got to the point where he could not live there anymore. He came over to my house one day and threw his tape recorder on my uh, table outside where we were grilling out and said, uh, I said, I'm moving out. They've killed my dog. I can't stay there anymore. And I said, what do you mean you're moving out? Who killed your dog? He said, the ghost. So um, this house, we haven't really been able to figure out exactly why it is haunted. But mm-hmm. every person that has stayed there since last July has had some sort of uh, physical activity, uh, Class A EVPs, full-body apparitions appearing, uh, things crawling in bed with them. Uh, the, oh. the biggest thing is the smoke alarms go off. Usually uh, when we walk into the house, sometimes between uh, 1 and 3 a.m. in the morning, the owner used to keep them in a pile under a stack of mattresses in the back bedroom. And when I took over the house, I told him, I said, we need to keep these in here. Um, so get them all up. And he said, well, it'll, they go off constantly. I said, it's okay. The ghost hunting people will love it. <laughs> well, every group that comes in puts new batteries in, thinking that's a possible, um, you know, the, the situation. Right. And uh, it's never that. <laughs> Even the new, brand new batteries, they still keep doing what they're doing. Wow. So and they're not, it's, um, it's they're totally, not like hardwired. They're, they're battery only. They were um, battery only. Yeah, I don't think he's got them like a security system type. No, they're just, um, like you said, just the batteries. Mm -hmm. But they go nuts. Um, Dogs cringe and cry. You can't take a dog in there. Um, Some people, the neighbors around, say they've seen their dogs go flying through the air like something's kicked them. We get the names of John and Ray Price. The Price family seems to be the big ones that are in there. There's three little girls named Carrie, Mary, and... I can never remember the last little girl's name, but it has that E sound on the end also. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones that show up. And what I have found is the history on the Thompson, Thomas uh, Price family, I'm sorry, Price family, they've owned it generation after generation after generation. Mm-hmm. And uh, prior to that, the Wolf family was one of the original founders of Taylor Mill and they hit it first. One of their daughters married a price, and from there on, the the house was, like I say, put down by 
different family members. So I think it's land-related spirits that are there. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing about this, it's not just the wolf house. It's the house that's built behind it that's five years old. They can't use the back bedroom. Lights go oh. off and on, big shadows going around, the dogs go insane. Um, wow. The neighbor to the side of the house leaves the lights on 24-7, reporting seeing shadows and their dog being kicked around. And on the opposite side is a cluster of apartments that are rented out, and there's constantly people moving in and out of there and police over there. So um, that whole plot of land just seems to be bad. And the owner, when he lived in the Wolf House, he became very ill. He's got cancer now. He's fighting that, um, blames that on the house. But, you know, that's neither here or there. You can't prove that. But um, he's tried to kill himself several times in the house. There's bullet holes in the floor. Um, he's banged holes in the walls where he would have fits of rage, and that is not the kind of person he is. And when he's not there, that is not who he is. But any time he goes back in the house, that's what happens. So people check in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, stay till noon the next day, and it'll sleep up to 10 people, and they have one at <laughs> a time. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'd like it. Huh? They stay overnight there? Yeah, a lot of times when you're coming to investigate Bobby's, the Donsville Rectory, Thompson House, any of these, they'll book the Wolf House for lodging, oh, and they investigate why they're there. But many times they say yeah. they've got so much going on at Wolf House that they don't want to stop to go to Bobby's or wherever else they're supposed <laughs> to be going. So they usually leave extra equipment set up at Wolf House while they go to the other place, too. So oh, that crazy. one seems to be the hottest because every place else, I always say they're not on the payroll, they're not on the schedule. Um, they may show up, they may not. But so far, Wolf House is one for one every time. Wow, that's and, that's amazing. I think I'd be a friend. I, I mean, I I don't know if I would want to go in there after hearing all this. You know, of course you would. I've, I've uh, only had one, two, two people that have gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. Usually they just mess with you. But um, hurt-wise, the one kid wound up being all scratched up on his back, and he was actually throwing up blood. Oh. He, this was like his third or fourth visit back to that house. Oh. And I don't go in there, so if they're taunting or doing whatever they do, they just do it. Yeah. Um, but if it's someplace I have to go in with people and give tours and stuff, I'm absolutely not going to allow it. But Wolf House, they pretty well do what they want. They're unsupervised oh. after I, I leave them in. Okay. Um as long as they're being haven, the cops aren't being called. We're we're okay. <laughs> oh well. Oh. And um, then the the one of the newer ones that I'm having lots of fun with, and I really love, is called the Thompson House. It's a mansion that was built in the 1800s. It was originally a two room log cabin, mm-hmm. and the cabin was owned by General Southgate, and he was also a lawyer and he was wanting to get into politics. So the fort, which was called the Newport Battery, was a couple blocks away. And at the time, there, 1812, 1814, there was a war between us and the British. So we yep. were actually fighting them on these grounds here. So some of these British soldiers were kept as prisoners, and they were brought over to where the little cabin was and used as slave labor to start building the mansion, which oh, engulfed <laughs> the... Uh, cabin. Mm-hmm. So in that house, on one side of it was a set of gallows down the side in the courtyard where they hung people. It's during the Civil War, it was used as a makeshift hospital. Legs and arms that were amputated were tossed out the windows into the yards. Yuck. 
Um, <laughs> the family that lived there, many of them had died of tuberculosis when that broke out. Um, the man named John Thompson is the great-great-grandson of General Southgate, and he is the man who was born in this house and is the inventor of the Tommy gun. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, they claim that um, General Sherman brought his troops in here during Christmas and stayed. They had a grand ballroom, and they invited the diplomats in. One of those was supposed to have been Abraham Lincoln before he became president. Mm. And then in the early 1900s, a different family had took over before they handed it over to the Knights of Columbus, and that family was massacred by their son, who had took a shotgun to them all. Oh, my God. Well, just like Gamera of O'Hara. Yeah. Then in the Widow's Peak, there's a um, woman that hung herself up there. And many times when people come in, um, they can shove down those steps. Lots of soldiers. Um, this place has been super active lately. Never hit anybody hurt, never hit anybody scratched. But many people report actually seeing these soldiers and talking to them and getting pictures of them. One of the bartenders was talking to somebody, and the man asked him, well, how do I get a drink? And he said, you have to come to my side, <laughs> meaning he was a spirit. <laughs> um, Dave Jones was somebody that was just in here um, about three or four weeks back. They did a a daytime investigation from noon to five. I think they're still pulling out EVPs and things that they caught from that 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 trip. Mm-hmm. Wow! So, uh, it's it's just it's grand, it's awesome, it's beautiful. Tons of history, and uh, the like wow. I said, uh, lots of activity. So I'm really liking that one because that's kind of new for me too. Um, we just it's, it's just good to have a change up, right? Thing. Please. It's good to have a change up. Yeah. Yes, especially yeah. when I start getting a little freaked at Bobby's and I need some breathing room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know we have a question in the chat room. Uh, yep. Maybe we can get to that. I know we're also running out of time, too. So, mm-hmm. uh, yep. Ken, you want to get – yep. yep. Um, Stephen would like to know uh, – Stephen's from Scotland, by the way. Yes, he is. Um, Wanda, how do, you feel, how do you feel these experiences have changed you and – how do you perceive the world around you as opposed to before you got involved in all this? Well, I'm I'm learning every day, and I'm never closed-minded, and I never think that I've got this figured out. And shame on anybody who does. Um, every group that comes in seems to open another door of some sort. The biggest thing that I have personally taken out of experiences is the fact that People talk about going in and cleansing and crossing over and getting rid of things that are there. Mm-hmm. I used to help out with that sort of stuff. I don't anymore. It, that might be okay for other people, not for me. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have the opinion now that everything has a purpose, everything has a reason, oh whether God. we understand it or not. Mm-hmm. And by messing with things that we don't understand 100%, we are playing with a delicate balance that we could really mess up. And so I say leave leave it alone. If you're in a house that has very negative things and they're throwing you around and hurting you, it would be best for you just to leave the house and go someplace else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I know that's easier said than done, but it seems from what I've seen, a lot of these places, they don't solely come clean anyway. It it lasts for a few months and they're back and they're, way madder than they were to start with. So why keep putting yourself through a long, slow torment? Just go find another place. Right. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I believe in in non-interference as well, for the most part. Um, yeah. Unless it, and and uh, there's a lot of them that that you can live there and and go hand in hand and and be friends or just accept each other and know they're there and just go on with your life. But like I said, when you have something throwing you across the room and sitting at you, it's best just to go on and leave, go someplace else. Okay. Right. That's, <laughs> I, that's my opinion. <laughs> and like I said, we've all got them. I'm, you know, I'm not the world of wisdom here. It's just. That's my feelings. And that's, no, that's, the thing. that's the thing, Wanda, is, is we really don't know everything. I mean, we we don't even understand it all. And, and for us to say that this is the way to do it or this is the only way to do it, it's, it's not right. It really yeah. isn't. And, and again, I, I truly feel the the main reason I am able to survive in these places without really being hurt is because I don't judge. And when they come in and... and I, I get EVPs, you know, they're asking, are, are you cleansing, are you going to do this? And I tell them, no, I'm not here to change anything. We're walking through, we're admiring the objects in the place, we're talking about your history, and um, just wanting to know a little more about you, but we're not here to upset or change anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Wow. So well, what what are your plans for, once again, before we do forget, give out your website again? Because Wanda. K dot com W A N D A K A Y dot com. There you go, very simple. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you have coming up? That's uh, you know people can of course book um, their tours there, and you also have. Is your ghost uh, shop online, or is it just strictly a physical store? No, I, I'm online too. Some some of the stuff is on the um, from the shop is there where you can order online. But I have so many one of a kind things. Mm-hmm. Um, or very limited amounts that it's not worth my time to go on and put it on, on there because it will right. be gone in a heartbeat and we have to change everything. So right. you can order some stuff from the site. Um, I recommend coming into the shop and checking it out, though, because there's a lot of neat Indian things and just just anything and everything paranormal. Oh, it sounds and, really um, cool. Again, my artsy-fartsy side comes out, so on Wednesday <laughs> nights I do karaoke just because I miss <laughs> my singing and I want to sing. So yeah. we use the back room to do karaoke. Yeah, yeah, you we do get seminars that out. in the back room. Um, let's see. I think that it is um, Roundtree. David Roundtree will be coming down talking on a worm horror theory. Uh-huh. I think it's uh, I think that's in June. I'm not for sure oh, since wow. I don't have my calendar in front of me. Yeah. And um, like I said, the, the back room is used for any seminars. So if anybody else needs a space and you're in the northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area, it'll seat about 50 if we just do seminar style, uh, when I do karaoke, it'll hold us about maybe 30 people back here because we have oh, wow. some chairs set up. I, 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 actually, I actually teach uh, paranormal CSI at uh, Northern Essex Community College, and I've been thinking about, uh, you know, going in other parts of the country and, and also doing it. So I, I may contact you. Who knows? Yeah, we'd love to have uh, you. That's oh, another you thing we're talking about, trying to um, do some special classes down here and certify some of these people. Everybody thinks they have to be certified now. Oh, <laughs> <So if laughs> well, they, they are do, certified nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm You're looking for invisible people in the dock. That's got to be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're constantly adding to this thing. Um, there's a TV, television show that's coming out um, on the 26th this Saturday. It's one of the Ghost Adventurers shows. They did not come back to Bobby Mackey's, but they wound up letting, um, they flew us out to Vegas to talk about what's been going on lately. And oh. then uh, and then once we did that, I was able to, um, wait, I lost track where I was. 
<laughs> L.A. In Vegas. Oh, I'm sorry. Vegas. Yeah, I was in the Vegas thing. So anyway, the show is airing Saturday uh, night oh, cool. on the Travel Channel, talking about nice. the new stuff that's happened at Bobby's. Oh, and uh, so, we got another team coming over to the Donaldsville Rectory, getting to do some filming on that one this coming week. And okay. um, just all kinds of different stuff going on. And I'm going to start running my own radio show. Just you, you guys. It's, it's, it's really easy to do, and, and uh, you'll be wonderful at it. Be, well, you know. it's, it, that'll be like the third Sunday of every month. I start on Easter Sunday. And <laughs> uh, I don't know how I'm going to fit it all into the schedule, but we're going to have fun with it and give it a try. And, and, where, and where can people listen to that? Uh, that one's on ParanormalLive.com, and it's called Wanda Kay's Ghost Shop, just like the store. That's so. great. Congratulations, Wanda. Okay, thank you Wanda. for letting me say that. Yep. And um, that does, anybody, radio shows, anything paranormal, you continue to share it on my page, and I'll continue to share everybody else to everybody else, too. We're one big oh. family. We have to stick together. Nobody yeah. can do anything without the support of everybody else out there. Yeah. That was the uh, do-a-bell, which means pizza from the dead is here, so we try to uh, say goodbye to you, unfortunately. Thanks for having me. Love doing the show with you, and you guys, please stay in touch. Oh, uh, thank Wanda, you, Wanda, thank you. Yeah, great stories, and, and you really were a wonderful guest. And yes. it looked like you looks like you're fun to hang around with, too. So, I mean, that's <laughs> you got it all. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Have Wanda. A Have a good night. Good night. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Good night. Oh, yeah, she was great. Great. Yeah, that was I'd love to meet her. I'd love to go. We'll have to go to Kentucky. That's all there is to it. There you go. There you go. Another road trip. <laughs> Before I die. Huh? Put it on the list. Put it on the bucket list. <laughs> the, uh, any, anyways, um, I saw Stephen Scott was in the, in the chat room, uh, and um, he is coming over here in September, too, along with uh, Stephen um uh, Parsons. So this is kind of exciting. We're going to have Stephen from uh, Scotland and Stephen from Wales. So. Oh, wow. You're really going to be confused. Yeah, just yell out. <laughs> wow, it actually be even be Stephen. So uh, just yell out Stephen. Somebody yeah, will answer. That's true. You know? That's true. That's yeah. true. All right. So anyways, and the other thing that I do want to mention is uh, Spirit Quest this year, of course, is going to be September uh, 19th to the 21st, and we will be donating a portion of the uh, ticket sales to the Wounded Warrior Program, both in the U.S. and the U.K. So that's awesome. part that's of what great. we're doing. Yeah, nice. so that's part of what we're doing, and uh, tickets on, on should be on sale very shortly on that. I'm just working on a few things on the schedule, so we want to get it all done before we uh, put the tickets on sale. So we're really very excited. Cool. Yeah. You, are you yep. going? Yes, of course. I've already got it on my calendar. I'm going to be there. Woohoo! You, you planned it around my schedule this year, so I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I better be there. That's the tunes, and um, that means we've got to wrap it up. Uh, we want to thank Wanda. She was awesome. Yes. And we want to thank everybody listening and in the chat rooms. And, uh, yeah, you, you know, if you do listen and don't go to chat rooms, come to the chat room. If you get a question, you don't have to go on the air and, uh, you know, let us know what you're thinking. So... And then right. like us on our page, which is what, Ian? Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation on okay. Facebook. So, till then, or next time, good night and God bless everyone. Good night and thanks for listening. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. This 